Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of another Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my co-host, Terry Jackson. Are you there, T? I'm here. How you doing, James? I'm doing good. See, we'll get fired up today. We'll get fired up. We'll fire you up, you know. I told you early, like, I'm always ready. So, it'll yeah. be a great show today, right, T? Absolutely. There's all so many things, you know. We I know we might have a surprise guest of Galen calling in today about that Tebow, but, you yeah. know, like we said, we're tired of hearing about Tebow, aren't we, T? Well, love, maybe we ought to go ahead and get started on that a little bit. I think you got <laughs> some amends to make. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... It's like I said to you earlier this week, what can I say? Maybe you can say more than me, but, I mean, I still think, you know, he's just not a quarterback. You know, he's winning, yeah. But, you know, sooner or later, he's going to figure it out. And then what do you do with him, Terry? Well, that's going to be the question. And that is where um, that's where they're going to have to figure it out. Uh, you know, and just like I said earlier on, I thought that uh, – He's gonna he's gonna get better, and, and he has, and and I think we knew that. But how much how much better is he gonna is he gonna get, and is this gonna continue? Well, it may it may not. Um, we talked about the Wildcat when it first came in, and how nobody could stop it. So now you know Wildcat might get you you know two two three yards. So you can't run this as a as a permanent offense. I don't think too much after this year, but. We got to understand that one thing that they do, and that keeps keeps games close, is that they run the ball. So they have time of possession. Um, so that makes that that's a plus for them. Not only that, you got to understand the defense is playing great. Um, everybody's everybody's playing great on that team, and you know what can you say, love? <laughs> well, that's the point. I know you said the key. Everybody's playing great. And if you look at Tebow's stats, Terry, he's passing about eight or nine times a game. You know, last week was his best game of passing, but he's not winning the game. He won the one game to Jets, yes. Yeah. Oh, no. But you right. and, and we know that one player doesn't win the game. And, and like right. we talked about last week, our media probably should just settle down a little bit on it. But we also got to understand that everybody was talking about how bad Tebow was, you know, and, and everybody was getting on him in the media. So now, you know, it seems to be all about Tebow. But we all know 
that it's the team and and everybody is is picking it up and playing and yeah he's he's he may complete eight passes uh I don't know. It's not going to be an outstanding number of passes that this guy completes because that's not where he's at right now. And and, and we know that. We know the majority of them is running the ball. Um, And they got their offense kicking, and they've got other teams on their heels trying to figure out, okay, should I take the running back or should I take the quarterback, you know? Um, So they're doing it right now. Uh, How long it's going to last, I don't know. Well, I hope it ends soon. I am so tired of talking about <laughs> you folks. <laughs> I, I had no answer when Galen texted me this, you know, this week. Like, you know, I'm like, I sent you the text. Like, what do I say? And you're like, there's nothing we can say, right? Yeah. What can you say? But but you know what? Let me let me tell you this, Terry. And I spoke to you this week about it. We talk about all this people, and I know it's about winning. It's about winning, right? In the mm-hmm. NFL, and we talk about it. But why isn't nobody talking about Cam Newton? Cam New have a hell of a year, you know. Got the tight. I mean, got the uh, record of most rush touchdown for a rookie thirteen. Why is it focused on him? But we all focus on, on Tebow because he's winning. But Cam New's playing better. So what? Right. Well, he's playing better, but I, you know, they're not going anywhere, and and we all know that. And Cam Newton's having personal um, goals met. And, and, and personal accolades, and Tebow is having team goals met. And, and they're winning. They got a chance to go to the playoffs. That's probably bigger news. Um, but shout out to Cam because he, he is playing great for, uh, for his first year. I mean, that's, that's extraordinary, and that should, be, that should be out in the media as well. And, and, and that's not focused a lot. I think I've seen one thing mentioned on it, and it was everything with Tebow. And I got to look at what uh, Chris Carter said, you know. Everybody focuses on Tebow, yeah, but you got to remember um, McGahey, the running back, ran the ball uh, 100-something yards. The defense, you know, intercepted the ball, returned it, and they're not getting the focus. Don't you think sooner or later these other players will get tired of and say, hey, we all here busting our butt, and we're not getting no notoriety? Well, you know, I don't know, because when Tebow gets on and, and he starts talking, you know, he gives credit to God and he gives credit to his teammates. That's that's the first thing he does. So I don't know that the teammate aspect of it's gonna gonna you know, the media's gonna let that get into it or not, but um I think he's doing the right things, love and he's saying the right things. And you know, love him or hate him, you know, you gotta give it up to him because he's doing it right. Uh and I think he's doing what he's supposed to do. Question for you, Terry. You tell me, man, you play basketball. I'm scoring 20 points. Every game, you playing defense, getting defensive play, you're still in the ball, diving on the floor, passing me out to the layup, but you out there hustling more than me, and you playing harder than me. But I'm getting all the glory in the media. You're not going to get mad? Uh, not if you're saying, well, uh, Terry Jackson's helping me out. You know, my teammates are are really pulling together and 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 we're coming together as a team. Now if you get up on the on, uh, under the microphone and you talking all this stuff, yeah, I'm great. I'm I'm God. I'm I'm wonderful. Me and you going to have a problem. <laughs> See, that's the point. Everything is saying Tebow won another game. Tebow won another game. Tebow's not winning it, Terry. I know. And and we all know that. Every person knows that. But you've got your lay people out there, your fans who are Tebow fans. Um and that's just the way it is. That they're not going to see the whole picture. Maybe they don't want to see the whole picture. Um, we got to realize and understand what Tebow is doing for some of these other people out here too. Um, 
he may be touching them in places where, you know, they're like, oh, this guy is wonderful. Um, and, and he may be. And, and, and he's shown nothing but that. But at the same time, we probably ought to sit back and realize that he's just a person. He's just a man. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to hate to see it when he makes a mistake or, or if something happens, you know. Uh, I'm really not I'm going to hate to see that. Well, I think it's more of there's so much media into this. And, uh, you know, I hate to see. You know, I want to see a player do well. You know, you know I'm not going to play them. But I think it's just over hype of it, you know. And like you say, it might take this week when they play the Bears that, you know, they figure it all and everybody be back to, you know, it's going to be you, you love them or you hate them. If you don't do good this week, everybody be like, see, I told you. Am I right? Yeah. That's not going to go. I know that's what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> to get back at Gala, you know I am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and you have to look at he is improving. You got you to gotta admit that. Yep. But, you know, and I looked at, like, one of the sports and I'll say it's about winning. You're right. But uh, winning wants to lead into championship, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we'll so, see. It's, it's yet the story is not over, you know? I mean, what happens, love, if he goes to the Super Bowl? What happens? You know, what, what can you, what, do you what, what What happens then? I guess I'm going to have to take those phone calls from Galen and stop avoiding them then. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's almost like those phone calls you had to take from me when Philly beat Dallas, right? Yeah. Or you yep, cut, your, or you cut your phone off and say the better one did. Out of 43 years of knowing you, <laughs> I never know that. But that's another story, right? Yeah, yeah, that's another story because you you don't want to talk about how bad those poor eagles are playing, and I'm a good enough guy not to not to rub it in your face too much. <laughs> you know what, Terry? Ooh, you know we're gonna go with that. But if you want to start with that, my eagles, as long as they beat you, I have to work. Remember we made that. <laughs> yeah. I have the bragging rights until they play you guys again and lose, right. right? But we also said, as we were sitting out back under the, in the shade eating ribs. Yeah. Who was going to uh who's gonna have the better record? You remember that? And, and we and went down the line, line with, we went right? down the record and you said, Oh, you're gonna lose this one, lose that one, or you'll win this one, win that one. And you didn't have the Eagles losing but one or two games, I don't think. Oh, I, well, I see this this fits for that. So then we go back to last year when we had the better record and you lost and you had to go back in the room back in the back with the ribs <laughs> and the cranberry juice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We we could go on like all year about this, right? Yes, we could. <laughs> no, but you you are right. You know, there. I, like I told you when we spoke at the beginning of the year, I said, Terry, watch for around week nine, eight, nine. Remember how teams are changed? Yeah. And and look at it was Buffalo jumped out. Um, yeah. Detroit jumped out. Um, Washington was four and zero. Oh, and right. You know, you, you see how teams starting to gel. Yeah, and I was a little bit like you know this week you know you could see the teams that you know gonna be in the playoffs is good, but I'm a little disappointed you know in Dallas. I mean, I just well, thought they was on that roll of jail and all like that. It just seemed like every week they do great, then some bring them back. You know, I know, and you know Tony Romo's got the 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 Mister November and the, and the poor December, um, and it just seems that you know they're not they're not gelling. And, and, and keeping on going. And, I mean, it's almost like an airplane. You know, they're trying to take off. They get in the air a little bit, and then they come back down, you know. And I don't know what uh, what the reason for that is. I know partly of it is, is because, you know, the play calling. Um, I know there was a couple of games that they were in and they had a chance to win, 
but they didn't they didn't put the 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 the, the foot on the pedal. You know, uh, they kind of backed off and said, "No, we'll just settle. We'll we'll settle for a field goal." You got you know Des Bryant, great receiver, and he doesn't get one ball thrown to him, and you're on the ten yard line. Um, I don't know. They got 19 seconds left. You got two timeouts. And the coach does not want to get the ball a little closer. You'd rather kick a 49-yard field goal. Um, the kicker's already a rookie, right? Why do why you want to put that kind of pressure on him? And then you call a timeout. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't well, get it. I mean, there, there's a lot of teams that, you know, and, and when it comes to these time of, time of the year, either the coaches or the players or somebody just can't handle the pressure. And that one makes a great team become great, you know. Yelling together, coaches making the right decision at the right time, calling a timeout or putting the right player or the right pass play or, you know, run play. So you you start seeing as a great coach become great, you know, like the yeah. Belichick, the Parcells, you know, those are the yeah. type of coaches that won a situation that, I mean, those crucial plays like with Jason Garrett that you don't make. No. And you don't try to not lose the game. You want to try to win it. And, and, and they're, Seems like sometimes their play calling and everything—they're trying not to lose the game by making a mistake or, or or calling a play where it's possible can get an interception or something like that. You know, you got to put the pedal down and, and and go for it. That's what that's what the Drew Breeses are doing, and you know, and that. Come on, you you got to you got to play football. This is football. I can understand the players making a mistake. You know, you fumble the ball or you know you miss a kick, but don't help them out. You know. Well, you know, Terry, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We're supposed to have a guest, but, you know, we, we need to talk about all these other teams. Like, you know, we got a list of the Kansas City, and they won't talk about the Chief, which Chief ain't doing nothing. Yeah. But, you know, we'll talk about some of those teams that, you know, we could think that maybe next year they're up and billing. You know, teams like Dallas Cowboys. But anyway, what we're going to do is take a break while I threw that jab at you. <laughs> this is Jay Love, host of Love That Sports. I'm host, Terry Jackson. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports okay sports fans here's your opportunity to discuss football america's favorite sport on an annual basis millions of people attend watch and listen to football both pro and college ray ellis sports an internet talk radio show was developed with the fan in mind Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to The Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jack Loving back host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I got my co-host Terry. You there, Terry? Terry, Terry. I'm here. Terry, I see what you try to do now. You got you had to get back up, you know, and I understand, but I can I can handle it, you know. I I can handle it. We have guest Lori Jackson on the line. You there, Lori? I'm here. That's good. You know, you're, you know, I've been all on Terry all you know all the show. Now he has called you to get some backup. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lori. And just to let you two know, I'm changing my number so y'all stop texting me about Dallas, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. Lori, uh, I know your time's short, but um, we spoke this week, you know, me, you, and Terry, and you had something very interesting, and it shocked me because I never knew it, and we never really got out one of the shows I'm talking about. We're trying to talk about these kids, you know, how they're getting left out. Not, the coach is not trying to help them, you know. Like, one, you want to explain that story about one kid, you know? Well, you want me to talk about what we were talking about this week? Well, we were talking about how kid was one turn in the right position and the coach didn't help him. He turned his uniform in. Right, right. Well, it's, you know, recently, well, I mean, always, Terry and I are always affected by the kind of the evils of the world just because of the work we do. Um, both of us are in law enforcement, and so we see stuff all the time, and we hear stories all the time. And, you know, some of these kids we know, you know, and... It, it just really, you know, last week we were talking about it, and it just really started affecting me that, you know, these kids need to have something positive in their lives. And, you know, when they uh, when they get to the junior high or the high school level, they you know, some of these kids get left out, and, you know, by being cut from the team or by whatever. And, you know, that is, <clears throat> that, that, that is just disappointment for them. It's rejection for them. And then they start turning their focus on, you know, things that can make them feel better. And oftentimes we all know that the things that can make you better, the drugs and the alcohol and, you know, that kind of stuff that, that, you know, for an instant would make you feel better can mess up your whole life. And, you know, we were just talking about ways that we could try and make a difference with these kids that, you know, have been cut from programs. You know, I think there's a way to keep that going. You know, you have kids that are genuinely interested in sports but they don't have the ability to play them at the the level that their age takes them to, you know, and is there a way to keep them involved in that? And that's that's kind of what we're trying to figure out how to run with right now. Lori, I have a question. I don't know if you have one, Terry, but 
these kids that's coming up, like say, with these sports, they don't have ability like all the other great um, high school kids or something like that. How can you keep them focused and interested in playing the game? Because, you know, like you say, um, the one kid went playing the right position and he went to turn it for me. Instead of the coach saying, let me try yet another one. Or should we put that back on the parents to notice that their child is backing off? Who, who should the blame go on? Well, I think you're talking about two separate things. I mean, I, I think you have some kids that just don't have the type of talent that schools are looking for, you know, and, but there's nothing to say even if they don't have the talent that they can't keep working on perfecting that talent or getting better in that particular thing. And I think that, I think that's where they drop. I think that's where people let them go at. You know, they're not interested in expending any more time with these kids to, to make them better. You know, it's like if you're not good enough, you're not good enough, and, and away you go. You know, and I understand the coaches, you know, they, they have to put together good teams for, you know, high school athletics or whatever. But what I'm talking about is doing something outside of the school program. Do I think it's the parents' responsibility to keep pushing their kids to do things? I, I think parents have responsibility in making sure their kids stay out of trouble. And sometimes it's difficult, especially when, you know, like for me, I, I can talk about the game of football or basketball all day long. Whether I go out there and coach it is a different story or teach my child how to play it is a different story. But if I had an avenue to go to where people would be willing to help me teach my kids, you know, how to get better in a sport or, you know, to keep them involved in a sport, then I would certainly go towards that avenue. You know, our our community has kind of downsized in in our schools have have downsized downsized in their athletic programs. Uh, I remember when we were coming up, you know, we had uh, a varsity, a junior varsity. You had a sophomore team, and then you had an A and a B team. Um, they don't have that now. That A and that B team was the teams to keep those kids who weren't at the level that the coaches thought could produce a win. Let's say. Uh, but it kept them active. It kept them in the game. And um, we don't have that anymore. So a lot of our kids that don't make that top grade are cut or, or they lose interest for whatever reason or, or they're rejected. And, you know, I think that's a big problem as well. You know, Terry Lawyer, maybe you guys can answer, you know, take turn and ask this question. But as the programs come along, these schools are teaching these kids, they focus so much on win. And, and maybe I'm wrong when I coach. I didn't focus on winning. I focused on coming on the fundamental and getting to know and have a uh, self-esteem to want to play when it's a one minute left and you get the ball, you know, because in life that's what might happen too. But if you, you have these kids where you don't get them self-esteem and say, hey, I'm not going to play you because you're not that good, you know, don't that knock their self-esteem out and make them feel they don't want to go out and then they'll be a failure in life? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and that's that's exactly my point. That I, you know, these kids are looking for other things that can make them feel successful. And unfortunately, in our society, they're they're turning towards drugs and they're turning towards alcohol, and and we're losing our kids because of these drugs on the street that they can get so easily. You know, I mean, I don't know what the answer is to to stopping that flow of traffic coming in. You know, but if we can keep our kids from wanting to turn towards something like that. You know, I, I think that's where we need to focus our attention. You know, law enforcement agencies worldwide are trying to focus on, you know, how do we shut down the dealers and how do we shut down getting it to our kids. It's never going to be shut down. I think the way we need to, to look at it is how do we keep our kids from wanting to go there. Right. You know, and if you keep the kids 
you know, actively involved in something that's positive like sports or like music or like, you know, any of those extracurricular activities that can be offered to kids, if you keep them involved in that, then they're not going to feel like they have to turn towards those things. You know, I never looked at it that way. That was a good point when you said law enforcement, everybody trying to keep how to stop the drug. You're not going to stop it. You're right. No, it'll never be stopped. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I no, I was just agreeing with you. It's never, it's never going to be stopped because once they, you know, they may stop one guy, but you know, there's always going to be a thousand more that are going to just pick up where he left off. So, so what? What do, like you say, we, we were talking about this. What is the starting point? I mean, do you look at find the kids, or do you find, you know, what, what's the starting point, Lori Perry? For my, well, I think our our, our starting point are our kids are there. I mean, you know, we we have to look at what we've done and and where we're going as a society. I believe that we've cut out a lot of of extra stuff that we could do, whether it's for money or or, or whatnot. I don't know, depending on where you are as far as the schools. But you find a lot of those kids who don't make it or who are looking for something, and they're right there in front of everybody's face. They're at school. Um, some of these kids that, 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 that don't make the teams don't hang around athletes. Athletes hang around athletes, you know. Competitive people hang around other competitive people. And when you're not in that, who are you going to hang around? You're going to find somebody else to hang around. And it may not necessarily be uh, the, the best person to hang around or the best people because those things keep you out of trouble. I, I, I honestly believe you having to make good grades and you having to to be a good person or a good student in order to participate in a, in a, in a sport or uh, a music festival or whatever it is that you happen to be doing is incentive for you to be good and, and to do good, you know. But if you don't have that incentive, you don't have a reason to. Uh, do do you, you agree with that, Laura? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's it. I mean, I I think that these I think that our kids would be a part of something if they were given a chance to be a part of something. But unfortunately, at a, at a public school level, you know, they're not going to allow everybody to be on an A team or a B team. You know, I, I remember when I, you know, when Terry and I were growing up, we even had a C team. You know, I mean, they made room for, for players. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, we, we've gotten into this thing where we want everybody to feel so good about themselves that, you know, they don't keep score during games because they want everybody to feel like a winner. I mean, I think there needs to be some healthy level of competition, but I still think that people should be allowed, that, that kids should be allowed to participate. You know, it's like we were talking about last week. Just because you don't have the ability to play at a varsity level doesn't mean that you don't have a competitive drive and that you don't want to continue learning the game that, you know, inspires you or that you like. You know, and, and we've got a lot of these kids out here that would would continue playing if they were given, you know, the arena to play it in. But they're they're you, not. That that's taken away from them when they're cut from the game. They've gotta they've gotta continue with that drive and that's what we're trying to come up with is is something to help these kids still have an avenue to play a game that they that they like and that will keep them out of trouble and keep them from going to people that, you know, will will offer no good to them. You know? give these kids a second chance is what, what 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 I'd like to say. We kind of discussed that, you yeah. know, a second chance at, at at something, whether it's the the sport that you like or you know the activity that you want to do that you weren't able to be successful at according to whoever standards. But give these kids that second chance. 
You know what? I know we got to go to break, but I don't know if your time is uh, for this question after break, Lori, but I think we got Gary on the hold, too. We'll take him back to the call. But, Lori, you said that, but I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you or disagreeing with you, but I played at a school, and we had a C team. And mm-hmm. I felt bad that they just threw us on that C team, you know what I'm saying, because we weren't good enough for A and B. But like you said, they need to get another team. But my, my drive was because I was so mad they put me on C, and I thought I was better than C. I, I work to get where I want to be uh, next year on the starting team mm-hmm. and all that, but I didn't agree with that, with that C team, you know, because you know, I just think it was my self-esteem was down like saying, I'm not good enough to play on AMB. Am I saying that right? But, but love that. Well, I, I understand what you're saying, love, but the thing about it is, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't look back on it right now and say, well, I would have felt better if they would have just cut me. I, I agree with that. But it's like, well, we'll take a break because I, you know, I agree with you saying, but I still felt that they felt I wasn't good enough to play on AMB, so let's, let's satisfy him and throw him on this. And, and they didn't give me the chance, you know what I'm saying? But what we'll do, we got to take a break and we'll okay. come back. Uh, we, we, we can now uh, discuss that and then we got Gaylord back in the road too. This is James Loving, host of Loving Us First Off. For my guest, co-host Terry Jackson and my guest, Lori Jackson. flagship station for sports voice america sports have we got a high energy all access sports show for you it's outside the huddle starring lemond williams each week join lemond as he takes callers discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one. Until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel, tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time Noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neill. He's at the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. James Loving by hosting Loving That Sports Talk. And I've got co-host Terry there. Yeah, I'm here. I got Lori Jackson for the Lord. Yep. And we got our own Skip Bayless, Galen Thaxter, the one that loves <laughs> T-Bow all in line. Hey, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you, you know what you're going to be? You're going to be our t expert for this show. Is that okay? Hey, that's fine with me. <laughs> well, Galen, we was talking before you got you If you want to listen, jump right in, whatever you want. But, Lori, I had actually a question before you went to break. I was on that seat team, and I felt it was a, a you know, slap in the face. Cause they didn't, I didn't think my coach would think I was good enough for A and B. You know, I could have quit and went to, you know, probably drugs or hanging out doing something. But my goal was I want to prove them wrong. But what if you have a kid that, that don't have a drive like me and they say, hey, I'm better than that. Why they ain't, you know, what happens then? Well, love, what if, what if that kid doesn't get a chance? I mean, you, you, you're, you're at least giving him the opportunity to continue on to continue to develop that drive and that want to be. And if that kid wants to play and he's enjoying what he's doing, he's going to do just what you did. You know, he's going to try and get better and be better to show the coaches, hey, pick me. I'm, I'm supposed to be up there, not down here. But, I mean, Galen and Laura, but Galen, you know, Laura, you know, if you plan with the, not the, the good enough talent, how is your talent going to show better? If you're playing with people on C team, that's not better than A and B, right? Well, that has to come to the coaches. I mean, if you if you have a good group of people that know the fundamentals of whatever game they're interested in, and they're teaching them the fundamentals to the kids that are participating, their skills are going to get better regardless of who they're competing against. Absolutely. You agree with that, Gayla? Well, I would say. I mean, this is my own opinion, of course, but. Some kids are more are just just limited, and and their calling is not playing football or playing basketball, and so uh, no matter what type of coaching they get, it's not going to make them into a varsity uh, junior varsity starter or anything like that. But what I do believe is that, that the opportunity sh- should be there uh, to keep them out of trouble, um, and then you know I mean it, it playing football is more than just uh, the competition on the field is also other things. There's camaraderie with your teammates. There's um, uh, there's teamwork involved that people need to learn. Um, there's, uh, there's there's a lot of benefits to playing athletics, other than being a starter on a team. Uh, when I was here at the University of Wyoming, my my year, my all my years here, there was this one guy. He was walk on, and he never earned a scholarship, uh, but <clears throat> he worked hard day in and day out. Uh, and uh, we all respected him, uh, and uh, we were all sitting around with scholarships complaining one day, and he tied up and said, hey, look, I go to work after I leave practice, and I go work there for four hours, and then I do my homework, and then I come back here, and I practice hard, and he really set us in our place, and it was a good thing he was there to tell us that because we were taking everything we had for granted, and he was working hard, and we didn't even realize how hard he was working. So I think there's a place for people who don't have a lot of talent uh, if they have the opportunity. 
but uh, again, you know, just because you're on a B, C, whatever they they label you, doesn't mean that you can't move up. But some people are limited. That's my opinion. Absolutely, and I don't think that that's a catalyst for anybody to to try and move up. I think. You know, love, everybody's not like you. We're not, you know, you've you got to understand we have that competitive nature, and, and you always want to be number one. Regardless if your eagles are at the bottom of the stack or not, you always think there's hope to be number one, <laughs> and and that's the competitiveness in us. But kind of what we're talking about is to give these kids an outlet, you know, to give them something to continue on doing they, that they enjoy to do. Maybe it's not every one of those kids on the uh the C team to to make it to the A team. Maybe they just they're fine where they are. They just want to compete and have that camaraderie and, and, and that team, you know, aspect of things. But I mean, ask me if I'm wrong for that. I know what you're saying, Terry Galen or Lori. You know, I know what Lori's saying, and what Lori's saying about is, I think, I think you know, I understand it, and it is, it is you know, it is, but. Uh, for me, it was difficult. I, you know, I didn't look at it how Lori was saying. You know, that should have been something that was a plus for me. That's how I was able to continue. You mm-hmm. know, in football and do things good in life. You know, so that is a plus. You know, you're right. But don't you set goals? And the kids should set goals to say, you know, okay, I want to be the number one running back or the number one linebacker. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Right. I mean, but if you if you get set back in the coach that Hey, you're not good. I'm throw you here on the C team. Don't that knock you way down? Um, but love those kids that are competitive, like you're talking about, like yourself. Okay, you're going to make it. We're, we're talking about a different kind of kid. He sounds like he's talking about Tebow because he keeps telling Tebow <laughs> what he can't do. <laughs> but he just keeps on proving them wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think what Laurie's talking about, if I'm not. Uh, misunderstanding is that, that for the opportunity for these kids to have, I mean, you had the right. opportunity to play on the C team. The opportunity was there, and she's saying that these kids don't have the opportunity right. to to even try to improve themselves to maybe get up to the varsity level or whatever level they're trying to get to. Right, and and maybe that will never work. Maybe maybe they will never be able to go try out for their high school program. Maybe they will never ever make it to that level. But when that when that happens. They are shut out of the opportunity to even play the game at all. I mean, it doesn't have to be on a competitive level in, in, a, in a school system. It, they are just completely shut out because there is no outlet for them to go to. And that's what I think when they, when they get stopped in their tracks like that, when they get cut and there is no second, second chance for them to go play that game, that's when they start turning to something else. So it's, it's not that I'm saying that I think we can take all these kids that were cut from a program and make them varsity-level athletes, I'm saying we can take these kids that are cut from these programs and keep them involved. I think there's another factor, though, that's pretty uh, going to hinder that process, and that's the cost of you know, putting together another team at that level, mm-hmm. uh, in the high school level, the expense of it. Uh, and what that entails, that would be something that would have to be maybe um, – Private donations or something. Yeah, and Galen, I think that's that's been the big problem is, is is the money thing, you know. And I think that's why a lot of those programs got cut out. Like, like I said, when we were coming up, we had those B and and, and C teams, you know, and you don't see that anymore. And and I think money was the issue, and and I think it's going to always continue to be. So you're absolutely right. Yep, but I can tell you that in, in talking to some parents of kids that have been 
have been cut, they would have paid any amount of money for their kids to be able to continue in that. You know, so it's, it, you know, yeah, you can be a part of the booster club when your kids are on, on high school athletics or public school athletics, but those same people will take their money and put it into another program so that their kids can stay engaged in an activity that's going to keep them out of trouble and keep them positive. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't, I mean, I don't know how the program works, maybe when you guys tell me, but isn't your money coming from winning? So now you have these coaches that taking these kids that's not good, that's not going to win, I mean, not going to play the program, not win, and that's why they're cutting them because they need to win to get these money for these programs. Isn't that how it's working? Well, I don't think we get any money, love, for winning. Um, well, you not, get more fans not in high from all this buy thing. You know, that's what a, that still generates money. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, you know, school districts do have a lot of money, but there's a lot of schools. So, you know, they're trying to put the money in, in, in the places that it's needed. And, and there's there isn't a program right now, and that's that's the whole thing. We're we're scouting out something to to say, what if? You know, wouldn't it be nice if? And I think that's kind of how you got to start it. Um, I think it would be a great opportunity for kids who are less fortunate than other kids, athletically, uh, talent wise. Um, and and I also think, and, and Lori and I also think it, it would help curb some of this stuff. You know, some of this rejection and. I don't have anything else to look forward to, so I may as well go get high, or you know, I'm I'm going to go get drunk this weekend. And it just seems that these drugs and alcohol are taking a lot of our kids, especially in our smaller communities like like we have here in, in Wyoming. And you know, they're once they get caught up into that, it it just it's so hard to bring them back, you know, and it's it's just tough. So. We don't know what the answer is. We don't. We don't have a, a grand plan, but it's a thought. Well, and, and like Terry and I said the other day, that you know what, it, it doesn't matter it, because if 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 our idea, as crazy and as as you know, out of this world as it may seem, if if there was a chance to put together a program to even save one kid from turning to the wrong direction, it would be worth it for me. Because it's like Terry said, it's so hard to get them back once you've lost them. You know, and I and I don't want to lose any. That's that's the thing. You know, I I told Terry last week our business is is it's thriving right now because of drugs and alcohol and what that causes people to do. I want I want this to put us out of business. You know what I mean? I I, I want to be able to to help kids that are are teetering. You know, whether you know should I go play for this ridiculous organization that they really don't have you know anything put together or I'm going to go over to, you know, this dude's house and, and get drunk today. You know, I want them to be able to have that option to come in and play basketball or to come and, you know, figure out how you're supposed to stand when you're on the D-line or, you know, whatever. I, I want them to have that opportunity. That is what they don't have. Lori, what about, uh, now, you know, as I listen to this conversation, something comes to mind. And, and, and for me, like, if a kid doesn't have the ability to play basketball or to compete in any type of athletics you know god blesses all of us with a gift mm-hmm. and, and what about finding what that kid's gift actually is you know i mean what about exploring that instead of you know making that opportunity sure. maybe they're gifted in other things like my son is a, he's a, one of my sons he's not an athlete but he's a, he's an actor he enjoys arts you know the arts right. and so how about 
something to find uh, what these kids' gifts are and then push them towards that. Right, absolutely, and, and, I, and I totally agree with you, and we talked about this the, the other day when we were kind of coming up with this concept because, you know, one of our kids is the same way. You know, we, we have three athletes and we have one musician. You know, that, mm-hmm. that is her thing. She likes to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and really what I would like to focus more on, more than just athletics, although it's a, athletics is a big push because that does seem to help keep kids out of trouble. Mm-hmm. But we had to focus more on the whole kid, you know. So we talked about grades and eligibility and bringing people in to help with their schoolwork and, you know, bringing, bringing a piano teacher in and, you know, having people that would help by volunteering so that we could find these kids a gift. Because when they find something, like you said, that they're comfortable with and that they do really well, mm-hmm. then that helps keep them focused. And so we're not just, the, you know, the only reason it sounds like we're limiting it to sports is because really that's, that's the background of the people that I have accessible to me mm-hmm. is in, in sports. You know, I've got football people and I've got basketball people and I've got volleyball people. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not me. I, mean, I, I couldn't teach them how to do anything, but I can be, the, you know, the drive behind it and try and get everybody motivated to help out with this. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. We have to try and help them figure out what they do really well and what they what they like doing. And so... You know, we're, we're, it sounds like we're limiting it to sports, but that, you know, that's where I have expertise that could come in and help me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say that if this program were to get off the ground that we couldn't bring in, you know, music teachers or, you know, acting coaches and things like that to help these kids. You know, it, it has to be about the whole kid. Because if, if you only focus on one small portion of a, of a human being, you're going to fail the rest of them, you know? Yes. And I think, you know, you know what, we, we probably took a break, but I guess it'll be all right, Matt, let us, Go right on through the break. So, okay. So, what are we gonna do? Yeah, thanks, Matt. Well, I agree with you, Laurie and, and um, Terry and Galen. But when you find that kid, like you said, Galen, that don't like sports or won't do this, how you bring that out with the sports? Is there no way you can bring it out by you know? Because sports is a discipline to me. I think it's a form of discipline. You, you and if you, you play the sport. Yeah, someone's discipline in the world on other things like respect for, you know, adults and, you know, respect for your friends and teammates. Am I wrong for saying that? And no, and, and by no means are, you know, are we talking about something that, that, that we're going to raise, raise people's kids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But at the same time, when you're a part of something, you know, and you have rules and, and boundaries and guidelines, you know, and, 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 and those are known, I mean, that's, you know, for kids, that's going to speak for themselves because kids, kids need discipline. They want to be disciplined. They want to know where the line is and, 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 and what has, what's going to happen when you cross it, you know. I mean, you're, that, that's just being a kid. But, you know, I, I think it would, be a, it would be a great thing because you're going to have positive people there. You're going to have people that want to be there. So all that other stuff, love, that you're talking about is going gonna, is gonna to come. It's going to filter. They're going to see that from other people. Right. Well, you know, Laurie, we got to have you on the show every time to talk about this. But I don't want to get you off here, look, because we got we to gotta get Gabe on this team. And we all got to team up on him. <laughs> One, Gabe, I forgot to tell you that you got another person that jumped on the bandwagon. Laurie, talk about wearing a Tebow jersey. Oh, I <laughs> so, love missing Tebow. I like and his Terry, I don't care about his play. From Dallas to, is, yeah, am I right, Terry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Terry, we have to talk about Lori, you know, later. Yeah. will always be number one. 
She said, but Kayla, I mean, go ahead. Me and Terry talked a little earlier. If you want to jump in, Lori, we still feel that this she You can talk about me all you want because you know I'm right. It's just jealous. It's okay. <laughs> but again, this Tebow thing, all the other defensive players not getting credit. It's all Tebow, Tebow. You know, why? Love, you know from experience that the quarterback, all of the credit and most of the blame when things aren't going good. Hence, Kyle Orton is out of there, right? Yeah. Now you have Tebow, right? He's getting he, the, the defense is getting credit. In fact, well, you, did you see the last game they played? The defense did not play as well as they had been, but they created some turnovers, and it helped out down the stretch. And they, you know, they got a touchdown, uh, the defense did. Uh, they got a turnover uh, right before the end of the fourth quarter that let them kick the field goal to uh, to win the game. But otherwise, you know, uh, the quarterback broke a record against them. Uh, they had 300-something yards rushed on them and, and all sorts of stuff. So, But, again, you give Tebow the chance to win it in the fourth quarter. No matter how they get there, Tebow comes through. Okay? And so that's why he gets the credit. Okay? And the defense is playing well. I mean, I think they really missed Vaughn Miller last weekend, him being out. You know, he's he's a tremendous player. But, again, Tebow is playing good. In fact, I got another thing to throw at you guys today. If Tebow takes that team to the playoffs and he wins a game, should we consider him as the MVP of the league? <laughs> MVP? Yeah. You know, they probably will. They probably will. It just depends. Depends on on how far anybody else goes and what they do, Galen, I, I think. But there's just been so much hype about Tebow that I would not be surprised if that happened. Now, do I think he would deserve that? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess that's another thing that's yet to be seen, in my opinion, because we don't know what's going to happen. No. You know, and, and, and we're seeing a bunch of what-ifs now. We already know that Tebow's not probably not going to put up some outstanding numbers as far as passing the ball, right? Well, he's getting better. I say that right, he's right. But, but but just just saying, he's probably not going to throw for three, four hundred yards like uh, you know, like like these good quarterbacks have been doing. He's not going to give up Brady numbers. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, is our media going to say therefore then, you know, we should make him the MVP of the league? What are they looking for? I don't know. Are they looking for wins? Are they looking for the inspiration that brought this Broncos team, you know, compared to who who might win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Do I think so? I don't think so. Gator, two things. One, I hope I said it right. I'm going to Google it. That's where I'm appalled that Lori jumped onto that wagon, you know. I'm going to Google it. That's a big word for me. I'm going to Google it. I'm appalled. You know, Gator, if you know... Terry and Lori, it's all down, so I'm going to pause all that. But um, second thing is, I told T- uh, Terry, I said, you know what? I can't say nothing to Gator this week. What do I say, Terry? He's like, nothing. So, <laughs> I'm going to let him talk to you because you slapped yeah. me outside my head this week. I can't say nothing, Gator. <laughs> I told Terry, what do I say to Gator? He's like, nothing. <laughs> I'm going to let Terry and Lori you talk for you. you know? Then next week, you call in, I hope. You call in because I know the Bears going to be. That's all I got to say. I, I'm not going to say that. So, Terry Lloyd, y'all talk to Gaylor. <laughs> the Bears are going to beat them. What are you talking about? The Bears are in 
a flux right now. The quarterback's missing. The one that they have is throwing it to the other team. Tebow does not throw it to the other team. He's very efficient as that goes. And so, therefore, I, you know, they have a good defense, though. I'm, I, I like the Bears' defense. They're going to give the Bears a chance to win. But I think Denver's got too much for them right now. They can't beat the Broncos this week. So you won't have a chance next weekend, next week either. And one of the reasons Tebow's not throwing interceptions is because he's not throwing very much. And, and that's, that's probably by design. And that's a, that's a plus. I, I'm not saying that that's a negative because by running the ball and getting first downs, I mean, you're, you're, you know, the, um, the time of possession is on your side, and that's what keeps games close. That's right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, if you're a defensive player like me, you love Tebow because he gives you rest. He, I mean, he's going to make at least a couple of first downs before you mm-hmm. have to get back on the field. And uh, that lets you a little bit more fresher when you're back out on the, on the field and you're able to play, and you know, at 100 miles an hour. And, you know, he just, there's lots of other things he does. There's lots of intangibles. Yeah, you uh, caught me in the mouth, Gary. I can't. I mean, like I can say, I looked at your text. I just started laughing. Just <laughs> <laughs> there, like I have to hear from him, you know. And I still, my point is still is, you know, he's winning off women. And I seen you've seen this before in the NFL. Quarterback come in, they, you know, win. Look at um Matt Hassel. I deal with um New England when he came in, winning off women, and they thought he was a great quarterback. Now he came. Get four wins at Kansas City. So, you know, like Terry say, we thought it, it'll change. And when it changes, you better call in at 1 o'clock exactly. Don't wait till 120. <laughs> Love, what do you think about him for MVP, though, if he takes him to the playoffs and wins the game? You know what? By MVP, to me, is what other that player helped that team do to win. And, and he will have to. I will have to agree with you. I will have to give it to him. Thank you, Bob. Man, wow, I can't believe you even said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow. Yeah, this huh? <laughs> you should be on his side. You was on the C team. <laughs> you tried to put him on the C team. Oh, you got to put that out there, huh? <laughs> you put it out there. <laughs> you going to put that out <laughs> You really knock a man down, man. <laughs> you should be, you you should be on myself with you. I, I like the underdog, man. I tell you like that. I like the underdog because people tell me I couldn't do something as well, you know? Yeah. And when you tell me I can't do nothing, I'm like you, love, I have to prove you wrong. Absolutely. And, and, and again, it's all about winning, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's all about winning. That's where the money's at. So That's right. the guy's winning games. It don't matter how he's winning them. He is winning. And love you, and I know, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. It don't matter how good you are. You got to win, you know, and and that's what people are seeing is the wins. It don't matter if they're by one point, or or if you throw five interceptions. As long as you win, that's what matters at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah, I love you. Know, he beat him with you know, his arm last week. And he only ran the ball. ball four times for fifteen yards, and so he beat uh, them with his arm. Ask your question, David. Okay. That's what me and Terry talked about. But is that why Cam Newton not getting all the notoriety Tebow is? Because Cam Newton have a better season, but he's not winning. Is that why? He's not winning. But, I mean, he's having a great season. I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from Cam Newton. We talked about him on here, and and uh, he's a great, he's doing excellent. And I thought they were – I thought they gave him some bad media early on, uh, earlier on before the season started, and they were talking really bad about him, and they didn't have no idea what he was going to do. 
Yeah. And he and he had went out there and proved them wrong. And now everybody is talking about how good he is and all this and that. But before the season started, they weren't talking all that. And I was like, this guy's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Because he has the intangible. He can beat you running. He broke the record for touchdowns for a quarterback this past weekend, 13 mm-hmm. or 14, whatever he has. And, and, and he's beating them with his legs. He's beating them with his arms. But the one thing I like about him is that he's not allowing the media to – to make him a drop back passer, he's gonna make, he's trying to hurt people no matter how he wants to win, right. and he's trying to hurt them the best way he can, whether it's with his legs or with his arms, and that's the same way Tebow's doing. And like, see, don't think like McNabb. I love McNabb, but he he let everybody talk him in to be a drop back passer, mm-hmm. and so actually, I think they could have won that Super Bowl, the Eagles, if Donovan would have just ran the ball a few times. Yeah, but he didn't. And, and so he wanted to beat him with his arm to prove to, to people that, you know, to be who you are, be what yep. you are, and go and go win. And that's what Tebow's doing. That's what Cam Newton's doing. And uh, I like those people. Absolutely. Well, Gaza, you know, I know we got one minute to close. Thanks for coming on again. And next week, can you please call in one o'clock? Because I know we're going to have you next week. Oh, yeah, man, I had a, oh, I had a little I'm gonna thing you come up, up with a client, so I couldn't call in right on time, so sorry about that, sir. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming. You're my Tebow expert, and everybody keeps testing. Oh, he does talk about Tebow. I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> so we definitely see you next week, I know. And, uh, you know, I want to thank Lori Jess for calling in. You know, great thing that she's gonna, we're going to be doing, and she's, you know, one of the stars, so hats off to Lori. And co-host Terry, you know, and 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 just to let everybody know out there, it w- it was a C plus team, so it's better than a C minus team that was on. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, thanks again. All right, thank you guys. For loving that sports talk, and we'll be back next week. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 